everyone, welcome to our new mini-series. I'm your host, Jace from Creative at Work. While running our business, we have met many amazing women. We hope to share inspiring stories of how female entrepreneurs are taking charge and building successful businesses in Singapore. And today, we're very happy and honoured to have Christina Dio with us. Thank you. <laughs> right. So, Christina actually empowers uh, female investorship through She1K, mm-hmm. right? Um, the world's first corporate executive angel network with more than 80% female representations. She also runs a series called uh, Women Change Makers, mm-hmm. right? And just finished a nine week long virtual lunch series, right? Mm-hmm. So, we're very happy to have her here. Today, so maybe Christina, would you like to introduce yourself to our viewers? Okay, uh, thank you for having me. It's, it's such a great pleasure to be able to share, you know, my journey and my story with with uh, you know the audience that you have, especially in the creative and freelance space, right? Uh, so for myself, I used to be a corporate woman, right? And, and so I retired actually quite young. Uh, I retired at 46. Uh, the first time I retired at 41, I took a break in New York for four and a half years mm. to look for a husband. <laughs> yes. And then uh, I went back to Hong Kong to work. That's where I spent most of my career. Mm. And then after that, I retired for good at 46 because I really wanted to, uh, you know, enjoy my marriage. So I got married at 46, in fact. Right? Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. So I used to come from technology space, mm. right? So I worked for big companies like IBM, DAC, Acer, 3Com, O2, Yahoo, you name it, right? So from from tech to, to dot com to mobile. Mm. Yeah, so I've been uh, a very lucky person, I think. Uh, really blessed career, and that's why now I do what I do at Shiwan-K mm. because I want other corporate women like myself, who's also had stellar career, to give back, mm. right? To to mm. empower future generation of entrepreneurship. Mm, that's very inspiring, Christina. Mm, Can I just share with you, right? Because you were actually formerly from the corporate world and mm. you know running successful career, mm-hmm. right? So why do you actually choose to? To, to enter into the startup industry. Okay. So when I retired at 46, I did dabble in some fashion wholesale retail. So in that sense, I do understand the pain of a solopreneur mm. because I was a solopreneur. And if you enter into retail space, and because, you know, in my generation, we were not that social media savvy, right? At least I wasn't, <laughs> right? I myself wasn't. And I refused to probably use social media at that time. So you will find that when you're running businesses like this, there is no holiday. Mm, yeah. And when true. you hire people, you find that they just don't show up. Right. So I went through those challenges, which I so enjoy mm. because if my life was only corporate, then I don't think I understand the pain of entrepreneurship. Yeah. Then what happened was for good eight years, I was dabbling in this. Of course, I lost money because, you know, it was really like a hobby, but very painful hobby, Mm. very painful, expensive hobby. And then um, I came back to Singapore Mm. three and a half years ago. Right. So the fashion wholesale retail was in Hong Kong. So when I came back to Singapore, suddenly this word startup kept popping up in my radar. <laughs> you wouldn't be surprised because Singapore is ranked top 10 digital you know, mm. uh, city and so forth. So um, yeah, and at that time, to be honest, mm. I already thought I was obsolete. I thought I was obsolete for a long time already and I wasn't looking for anything. Right. I came back for my mother because she was elderly, mm. right? And then I realized that, hey, you know, maybe there is something in here. So that was when I started 
checking into it and dabbling and now I'm so fully immersed. Mm. That is a great story of you know how to always try to learn, relearn, you know, so mm-hmm. that you can keep yourself at the forefront of the changes mm-hmm. in terms of the economy and digital. Mm-hmm. So you also run a C uh, Sharp Ten program, mm-hmm. right? So what are your, some of your observations about female entrepreneurship uh, in Singapore and also in Asia? Okay, so honestly, when I first came back because I knew nothing about startups and I wasn't a digital person at all. At that time, I didn't use LinkedIn, mm-hmm. right? If you look at my LinkedIn profile today, it's significantly different. And in fact, you will see me posting something almost every day. So really from a total social media and content idiot, mm. yeah, <laughs> uh, literally, and I, I learn. I mm. learn by observing, I learn by making mistakes, mm. actually. Right. Uh, so talking about women entrepreneurship, because when I first started this journey of startup, because I didn't know anything, I wanted to get people to learn together with me, mm. right? Because learning alone is awful, right? And so I picked a niche. Mm. I picked women entrepreneur when I first started. So that's why I had a community called Startup Asia Women. Mm. But at the same time, all the events, all mm. the learning that we do together, I always open it to men. Yeah, I have always. I'm, I'm a strong believer that there should be a balance. Yeah, yeah. And if we're learning, why shouldn't the men learn together with us, right? right? Yeah. So the whole idea was to be found, mm. right? That's the other thing. If you're a freelancer, if you're a content creator, how do you let people find you? Yeah. Because at my age, I'm in my fifties right now. I'm not going to be knocking on doors, mm. right? So I need to create something where I can attract mm. so-called attention, but authentic attention. Yeah. So that's how I started. So I do have a thing or two to say about women entrepreneurship. <laughs> okay. So um, in my first year right. in Startup Asia Women, one and a half years, after that, of course, I pivoted to She1K and took mm. a complete different change, right? So during the early times, I would say, First of all, women tend to run businesses mm. that are very womanly. Okay, so if they're a solopreneur, they probably are doing social media. Mm. They're probably doing some kind of e-commerce store. Mm. They tend to be in beauty and fashion. Yeah, right. And sometimes, if you think about it, that's the reason why it's really difficult to get funding, mm. right? Because you may be pitching to a lot of male investors who may not understand this market, right? Uh, so whether you're pitching yourself as yourself, mm. as a freelancer, or whether you're pitching your own business. So that's one of the struggles that I saw. Mm. The second thing that I saw was also a lot of solopreneurs, yeah. more, rather than building teams. And I think women um, entrepreneurs sometimes struggle to find co-founders, mm. right? And co-founders that are tech-savvy. Mm. So that can be a big obstacle. As an investor right now, mm. we really don't, um, you know, entertain inquiries mm. where it's a two-man band. Right. right? It's right. not very scalable and not very investable. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. So right. that would be my general observation. There are always exceptions, of course. Of course, mm-hmm. of course. But do you see the change in terms of, um, mm. you know, because just now you mentioned one of mm. the challenges is, mm. you know, um, for female entrepreneurs to look for a tech partner. Mm-hmm. But now with you know the whole world going mm-hmm. to digital and realizing mm-hmm. tech is important, do you see more female entrepreneurs going towards the tech side as well? Yeah, um, I wouldn't say that because digital marketing and digitalization of certain things does not represent tech. Mm. Okay, 
if we're talking about if you have a business that you really want to scale, or if you're trying to disrupt something traditional, then you really need to find the real tech guy, mm. right? The real CTO, mm. uh, people who who re- it's not just even coding. It's mm. building an architecture for you that mm. is scalable, making the right choices, mm. uh, and and of course you will make mistakes. Everyone will make mistakes, even if you have a tech co-founder. Mm. But at least they know where the resources mm. and how to pivot and how mm. to find other resources, and also how to recruit. Mm. Right? How are you going to recruit tech talent mm. if you don't have someone like that? Right. Right. So just now we mentioned about um, so sh- you eventually started Shi One K. So what is your vision for um, Shi One K? Yeah. So honestly, for me in my life, I always start with something selfish. Mm. Okay. So when I first came back to Singapore, I had zero network. Mm. I had really zero friends. I mean, old school friends. Gone too long ago, right? right? Because I left Singapore at the age of 23, so it was a good 30 years that I was gone. So you can't just knock on somebody's door and say, 30 years later, I'm back, right? They don't even recognize you, maybe, right? So that 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 was really my own selfish reason that I needed to be grounded again in Singapore, mm. and I needed to look for friends. Mm. Yeah. So I typically start like that. So for Shi One K was also because I I had enough. Not that I had enough, but I was dealing with a lot of startups. I can complete their sentence. Right, right. Yeah. So that's why I managed to build a pretty strong relationship with corporate women who are willing to to build a relationship with me. Right. And and honestly, in the startup community today,、mm. I don't think a lot of people have this corporate pedigree that I have. So that makes me rather unique,、right. I think. Right, one of your unique value propositions. Correct.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> so why do you think、um, there are fewer corporate women and、mm-hmm. female angel investors investing、mm-hmm. in startups?、Yeah. And how do you hope to change this mindset? Yeah, there are really multi facets to this,、mm-hmm. right?、Um, and you know, I deal with my current members、mm-hmm. quite often,、mm-hmm. and it's real. You know, it's real, especially now during COVID. It is really true that all these corporate women—they—they they are just like any women,、mm. yeah. They have to be a mother at home. They have、yeah. to homeschool. And when I hear all this, I—I I say, oh my God, you know, how am I going to get them to get to think about investing、yeah. when they are facing very real daily challenges?、Mm. But I guess again, you know, I am quite lucky to spot,、mm. uh, you know, amazing women who say, no, 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 I. I'm just sharing with you that I have all these challenges,、mm. but I'm still interested.、Mm. Okay, but that is really the the, the creme de la creme, right? That's a very few percentage. Most women, honestly, it's a headspace.、Yeah. I call it headspace. If today you're worried about maybe you know your company is closing the quarter,、mm. yeah, or you have people that now you have to spend more time coaching your team. Yeah. Right. Virtually,、uh, you have children, you have etc. So there's too many factors. So it's very hard for them. Uh, to put headspace into investing,、mm. and it's not investing whereby you just you know give your money and that's it, right?、Uh, for us, angel investing is not a all-consuming activity.、Mm. However, you must have enough interest, yeah, right? You must be interested to engage startups.、Mm. We don't need you every day. We don't need you every week.、Mm. But your mind must be prepared for that, right? Right. So how how do you think、um, will having more female investors actually change the startup scene in Singapore? I'm a very strong believer in that, right? And it's not really just about Singapore.、Mm-hmm. And it's especially, I mean, I did not start it because I wanted to fund 
female entrepreneurs, right? So that's mm. never been my intent. Mm. But if I now connect the dots, mm. I would think, why do women complain that they can't get funding? Mm. Because you're pitching to people who don't understand your business, right? Okay, or who don't understand the way you think, mm. right? So if we have more women investors, mm. and if we have more women, even VCs who help us to vet the startups, mm. right? So because for C Shark Tank, we have yeah. it's a two-stage program. Mm. We do involve the jury mm. from people from the startup ecosystem. And over there too, we insist on a higher ratio of women, mm. right? So that will help them to kind of understand, right? Right. Then, of course, where the money is coming from, if women investors, and they're not biased, we make sure that all our investors are very clear mm. that we will invest in any startup, any business mm. that is scalable, regardless whether you're guy or a girl mm. right but i think the chances of you getting understood is right. so much higher right so what do you think are the minimum mm, i would say uh, mm. uh credential that one should possess before mm. they actually pitch to even a female investors and it's like a that. very good question right because um contrary to what a lot of people say entrepreneurs can be quite stubborn, right? And, and have a mind of your own. Yeah, right? exactly. You know, so this thing about coachability is quite mm. questionable sometimes, mm. uh, because what you think is coachability may not be what they think is coachability, yeah. right? And uh, as investors, you also don't want to be too controlling. Mm. You need to keep your arm's length. Mm. You need to let the entrepreneur flourish. Yeah. But at the same time, it's your money. <laughs> you know, angel investors is different. It's mm. literally your pocket money. It's mm. not like those VC funds yeah. where it's other people's money. So yeah. that's a big distinction. Mm. So I would say, uh, first of all, you not only do you need to have a great idea, mm. right? And that idea would already be demonstrable, mm. right? It can't be just an idea in drawing yeah. or, or, or an idea in the deck. Mm. So that's something for us is too seed. Right, too early, and that one you really need to rely on your own savings, mm. play with your family's money. Okay, uh, after that, once you feel quite comfortable, mm. you're very convicted. Mm. Okay, uh, I think a couple of things. Number one, you really need to have some kind of a team. You can't be just be yourself. Yeah. Number one. Number two, um, you really should have just have already validated your idea. Don't say I talk to my family, mm -hmm. right, or my friends. Mm -hmm. You really would have to talk to real users and validate if people are willing to sign up. Yeah, people are willing to pay for it, all right, mm -hmm. even if it's a dollar, right. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I think you need to have really a good vision mm -hmm. of where you're going, mm -hmm. because chances are whatever you pitch to us will not be the final idea, right. Mm -hmm. that's, that's where the female investors or angel investors can add values you yes. know, to the ideas and actually help to bring that idea to the next level. Correct. Right. So, um, what is the biggest challenge that mm -hmm. you have faced in running your business mm -hmm. um, and how do you overcome it? Okay. You know, if you want to sell women cosmetics and skincare, that's pretty easy. If you want to sell women investment opportunity, mm. that's very challenging. Mm. Okay. And then if you are selling, you know, corporate executives who are time staffed, mm. right? And women tend to analyze a lot, right? So, you know, the old boys club, you get together and you go like, hey, I have a really, really good opportunity. You want to join? 
no questions asked. Mm. But for women, it it will never be like that. Nobody is not going to not ask a question. So that's still my number one challenge, right? Mm. And and uh, you know, it's not that women are not open minded, but you need to really find that right angle to resonate with them and the right, right. timing. Right. Is that does that means that women actually? You know, because there's this saying, right, that yeah. we actually feel, right, mm-hmm. because we are an animal of emotions. <laughs> so we need to feel associated. Is that one of the reasons why, you know, it come, you know, this situation kind of emerged in that sense? I, I think that is a little bit, mm. but the bigger part is still women need to know mm. a lot of details mm. before they make a decision. So it's good and bad, right? Mm. It's just like why women excel in certain functions mm. in a company because they are very meticulous, mm. right? And that's also one of the pitches that I make to corporate executive women. After working in corporate for 20, 30 years, don't don't really try to start your business. So I I I I sing a very different song from other people, right? Because hire the millennials, yeah. get the millen, empower them, invest in them, mm. because they best know who to hire. Exactly. Mm. Basically, agree. Even for our freelancers, mm. right? So, especially those um, who have many years of corporate experience, they mm. actually function slightly different from mm. those who are fresh out of school. So, we do see a vast yes. um, differences between exactly. the two groups of women. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, talking about women's um, change makers, right? Mm. Um, because you used to run it very often in terms of face-to-face networking yes. sessions, and and because of the current situation, right? Mm. Um, I guess you have to move it to online. Yes. So, what is it like to try? Zip between mm-hmm. offline and online, and what are some of the challenges you face? Yeah, I think uh, something that I really enjoy doing, right? And 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 you are called the creative exchange. Every time you try to transition or move to something else,、mm-hmm. don't do the same thing.、Mm-hmm. Right? You got to take a new, fresh angle. So when we used to run the physical event, it was always panels of women.、Mm-hmm. Right? People love it, but the moment you change to online, you need to understand. People's time span, right?、Yeah. Bandwidth,、um, yeah. being online, not being able to, to, to touch someone—it's、yeah. a different experience. So we change it to spotlighting one woman at a time,、mm. and it then took a different formula.、Right. Yeah, it took a different experience.、Uh, I, I, yesterday was our—you know—yesterday we didn't have any more, right? So、mm. it was every Wednesday.、Mm. So yesterday was the tenth week. We finished nine weeks.、Mm. So I had people sending me messages to say, Christina, we are already missing. <laughs> Right. <laughs> feel so, empty now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I also learned something, and maybe this is a good advice for people in the creative space and、mm. in the freelance space. When when during my first year, when I was doing all these events and learning, right? Because at that time, I haven't found a theme yet,、mm. right? So women change makers is only created two years ago,、mm. right? So in my first year, there wasn't there was a startup theme,、mm. but it was not not powerful enough as a theme, right? Then the moment we got women change makers, we really like、mm. roll out aggressively. So、mm. I found out that when you want to do something, just、mm. like what you guys are doing,、mm. make it into a series、mm. so that people can look forward to it. So that's what we did, right?、Mm. So nine weeks was quite challenging because every Wednesday I have to drop everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>、uh, <laughs> and an online event is even more difficult than a physical event. 
right? Uh, but it has its perks, mm. yeah. Uh, mm. So now we need to take a break anyway because I'm on to C-sharp tank, so I can't right. run both. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So to what extent were you actually affected during the um, circuit breaker and what are some of your takeaway and advice, you know? So I had some embarrassing moments, of course, you know, because I'm an optimist. So initially, I was very gung-ho. Ah, yeah, we'll be back. So I actually had to cancel the right. physical Women Change Makers, which is supposed to be the largest one. Oh. And I had to cancel three times oh, okay. on LinkedIn. So it right. was really embarrassing. And then after that, I realized, well, everybody else cancelling too. So yeah. what? <laughs> <laughs> because I think everybody is still trying to figure out, right? Yeah. yeah. And then I had to, you know, keep. And I had like more than twenty-four speakers. Mm. I already onboarded them. So mm. then, you know, I interviewed them. I personally mm. interviewed them. All that. So it was quite embarrassing. Mm. Uh, but it's very quickly. I think maybe gave me about three weeks. I I realized. Wait a minute. I'm not going to wait. Mm. I can't wait for... Because C-Sharp 10 was meant to be a physical event in New York mm. on September 24th. Mm. The, the date was set long time ago, right? So, so I was still hopeful. Mm. Then after that, I told myself, you know what? Stop being hopeful. Yeah. Mm. It's time to accept the realities. I yes, guess. turn it online. Mm. And then it triggered a completely different way of thinking. And I'm so glad I did that. Right. Yeah, sometimes you just need to think differently and adapt mm-hmm. the way, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are some of your plans for um, uh, She One K as well as Women Change Maker? You know, with this new normal, are you yeah. are you looking to go back, or mm-hmm. are you actually looking to adapt a very different um, right? Yeah, future. So, for Women Change Makers, obviously, we will still want to do a physical event, mm-hmm. right? So it. Definitely won't be this year. Mm. Chances are, I think we can still aim at next year. Mm. Maybe it will be a smaller scale, mm. right? But it will be physical. And mm. in fact, to be honest, we are going to start doing some happy hour oh. with a smaller group. So it could be just twenty people, mm. and it's on a rooftop. So it's not so you know people don't feel so claustrophobic. Right. Yeah. So that we will still do. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then for C sharp tank, it's already um, you know cast in stone mm. that it will be online, mm. and we have shortened the cycle. Mm. So now we already know mm. it's every. Every four months, you will see C Shark Tank. Yeah. Right. And then again, we will complement or supplement it with some so-called on-site mm. uh, networking for the investors, mm. not not really for the startups, mm. but for the investors. Mm. Mm. I think going forward, more and more events will probably take this route, right? In terms mm. of combining both offline and online. So offline yeah. probably a smaller group, but then online is where you can actually extend it to more people. Right. So what kind of opportunity do you um, think is present in this pandemic and that our female entrepreneurs can actually, you know, um, take advantage on the opportunity to grow themselves? Yeah. I think in many ways, it's actually no different if you think about it, right? Uh, If you are very skillful in digital outreach, Mm. yeah, and if you build relevant content, Mm. pandemic or not, Mm. the basics are the same, right? So what people probably lack is empathy. Mm. I, I, I rate this very, very high. Uh, we now have five interns working for us. Mm. You can hear me telling them all the time. Mm. Empathy in sending a message via WhatsApp versus LinkedIn versus Facebook. You know, every single thing must be tailored. Mm. Yeah, so I only have two big pillars that I myself, you can Mm. see everything that I do, it's it's always tailored Mm. 
according to different medium mm. and uh, to different what I call stakeholders, right? So this is something uh, I also teach the interns a lot, mm. right? In every project that you do as a freelancer, you will have multiple stakeholders. But if you don't know how to build the relevant empathy with each one of them, then whether pandemic or not, you're not going to go very far. That's true. That's mm-hmm. true. Right. Thank you so much, Christina, for all your advice. I just have one last question for you before okay. we uh, wrap up. So, mm-hmm. what advice or encouragement do you have for aspiring female entrepreneurs and investors? Okay. For the entrepreneurs first, okay. Uh, I think at the, at the end of the day, you need to be sure that you are solving a problem. Mm. Yeah. If you are going just by your own passion, mm. And just by your own preference, and even if it is your core competence, mm. um, just pay attention that it could still grow, but you may not attract investment. Mm. Yeah. So if you think you can grow by yourself, mm. go ahead. Right. For investors, uh, um, again, there's too many different segments in terms of investors. Mm. Right. But I would like to encourage uh, women investors, whether you're a corporate person or not. There is a lot of satisfaction, yeah, yeah, in uh, putting your money where your mouth is, mm. yeah. Because, for example, before I didn't care about food, mm. I didn't care about agriculture, you know, I didn't care about climate, right? But it's when I start investing mm. that now, wow, you know, it's in my radar, right? I always say, if you're not thinking of buying a yellow car. Yeah. You would not notice any yellow cars on the road, but they've always been there, mm. right? So I love to have that kind of consciousness, and I also like to be in the know. Mm. And I encourage women investors to want to be in the know. Do not just stick to what you only know right now, and do not just stick to your own vertical, because at the end of the day, especially now with COVID, you can see everything is connected to everything. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Thank you so much for the advice. Right. Thank you as well for our viewers for tuning in. Subscribe to our show Freelance Creative Exchange. Check out our Freelance Creative Exchange website and join our Creative Network community on Facebook and Instagram. So have a wonderful week. Be safe and we'll check soon. Bye everyone. Bye. Thank you.